Good day, everyone. My name is Angel Dialwis. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access. Full details of our business management courses can be found in ultimateaccess.net. Good day, everyone. In today's session, we've got Kim here, all the way from Australia. Welcome, Kim. And Kim is a the CFO of Populous. A very innovative company and Kim I'm sure you're gonna tell us more about uh, your job as well as because I know you're doing a bit more than a CFO role so I'm sure you're gonna tell us more about your job and what you're doing and how this company is making a difference in people's life so first of all Kim very warm welcome again and I want to know a little bit more about your journey because you are an FCPA and uh, you've been a long-standing member with CPA as well. So, yeah, over to you. Thanks so much, Anju. Thanks for having me on the show today. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in today. So I am Kimberly Singh. And you're right, Anju, I'm based out of Sydney, Australia. And um, I come from Canada. So I got my CPA designation from CPA Canada. And that was in 2009. And um, just love loved numbers my whole life and loved accounting my whole life. And um, I got a job for BlackBerry out of university. So I took a a Bachelor of Mathematics and and then got into CPA while I was working corporate finance. Um, And so what took me overseas was I was working for BlackBerry in Singapore and um, supporting the Asia business there and then decided to move myself to Sydney. And so that was around seven years ago. And moving to Sydney, I left corporate finance. I obviously, um, I love finance. I love CPA, but I decided to take a different direction. And that was in the training and leadership space, as well as um, consultation. So that is what Populous does. And we do, um, our ambition is to change lives. So to add, um, basically to add to people's lives through training and that is in the leadership space as well as the well-being space and why we decided to take this focus was that we just saw an epidemic happening in Australia in both young adults as well as um, young corporate individuals and that was in the well-being space and so we saw a lot of people reaching burnout Um, maybe not having the confidence to go for um, different careers and different jobs. And I I could definitely relate to that myself. So having um, trepidation and going for your career of choice, um, going for interviews, perhaps public speaking. And these young individuals had all the technical training. So all of the um, technical accounting training, just training in their professions, but perhaps didn't have that soft skill training that they required to then go for what they really wanted to do. And so we saw a gap in that area of saying, okay, let's let's work to provide training, provide um, assessments and provide tools to these individuals to then be able to go for those jobs, to be able to um, stand up for themselves, push themselves out of their comfort zone. And so that's really what Populous does and really excited to share some more insights with you as well on June and your listeners as well. Great, thank you. And 
you mentioned you're a Canadian who moved to Singapore first. So what skill sets did you have to acquire? Because you were a qualified accountant from Canada when you moved to Singapore. So it was not uh, accounting that you had to, I'm sure it was not accounting that you had to learn uh, in Singapore, but some new skills I'm sure you had to learn to integrate and to be a success in that culture, in that company. Yeah, that's that's so true, Andrew. And I'd say it wasn't the technical skills I needed to take in my position in Singapore, but it was those soft skills. So learning to empathize with other cultures, that was a big one for me. So um, in Canada, I, I don't think I had much exposure to different cultures per se, but in Singapore, they're right there in front of you and you need to be working with all walks of life at that point in time. So it was very interesting to um, put yourself out of your comfort zone, try new things, meet new people and understand their situation. So when I was working in Singapore, um, I had a situation from the Philippines that um, we just weren't, we just were not understanding each other's situations. And so talking through um, these individuals over the phone and as well I had to fly to the Philippines to resolve a payment dispute with someone but it was understanding their point of view and really empathizing with where they were coming from and devising a situation to deal with that so I was able to um, put their invoices together prior to the actual invoice date Um, it was basically an estimate of invoice and that's all they needed to then pay our invoices so I guess working out of Singapore really understanding different cultures Um, really allowed me to do that because um, not many people move overseas without family or support and perhaps in a new um, career as well, which early in my career, I was able to do that. Brilliant. And that wasn't an enough challenge, I guess. And you thought of, well, pack my bags again. Let let me go to Australia. And uh, what was that like? Um, I'd say it was perhaps easier than the move to Singapore. Um, But it definitely, I feel like I'm so far away from family right now. So most of my family is back in Toronto. Well, all, sorry, all my family really is in Toronto and Vancouver. And um, it's, it's hard from, I guess, the geographical standpoint, especially with COVID the past year, but it, it definitely is easy doing zoom calls and video calls with family as well. Um, But I guess it perhaps is easier in the sense of culture being here versus Canada. There's definitely a lot of um, differences. And I'd say that from a career standpoint, um, no matter where you are in the world, there's differences in markets and differences in how people um, face the markets. But where I found that I had that edge was just approaching it with perhaps an open mind and having just developing myself from that soft skill perspective and understanding who I am to then bring that to my, let's say it's a job search or bringing it to my company and my insights from a company standpoint, Um, just understanding who I am has really helped me, um, I guess, get through the day to day and feel that I'm supported myself. You mentioned before that you worked for BlackBerry technology company and well, Um, you would have been exposed to a lot of new technologies and even in your previous jobs, uh, very technology focused. So as accountants, as finance professionals, what are some of the key skills that you think that we need to learn other than, of course, you know, our basic 
professional qualifications that we go through, what are some of the other key skill sets from technology perspective that we should learn? So I think one very important aspect that I've had my whole career, and perhaps this is um, part of just my life at university and, and the trajectory I went on, but it's having a growth mindset. So we hear everything about now um, have a growth mindset and you'll be able to have an open mind about certain things. And I found that perhaps in an accounting background, we have, I'd say more weighing towards a fixed mindset. We have these frameworks and models and things can be very black and white. Whereas a growth mindset really allows you to look outside that box and really push the boundaries on things. And so in the technology environment, I feel that accountants can add a lot of insights, a lot of um, analysis on things, perhaps if we don't think of things so black and white and we really start pushing our minds and pushing boundaries, still remaining within our frameworks, but then understanding where the engineers and technologists are coming from and helping them get there. Right. So be more agile and think more of the ecosystem. That's, that's what it is, isn't it? Be aware of the ecosystem, the changes in the ecosystems, and then uh, not so black and white, as you say. Uh, see the inside uh, that's there and, uh, and the opportunities for the businesses, I guess. Yeah, correct. And we really do, as accountants, we need to be enablers rather than pull things away from people. So we need to enable technology and allow it to flourish rather than really um, locking it down. And I guess technology is an enabler to business, but also we've got to be aware of the risks that are there with technology. So you need to have a good balance in, in when it comes to looking at technology and implementation. Yeah, you're so right, Andrew. A good balance is key. Yes. And yeah. you... Your other role in your company, you, you call yourself a well-being officer. This fascinated yes. <laughs> me. Please tell me, what is this well-being officer? What do you do? Yeah, well, our company is all about giving and providing well-being solutions. And so by being that chief well-being officer, I guess it's really being that officer for myself, being that officer in my company, but also being an advocate for the companies we work with to say, this is something that's so important to look after yourself and to be your best self at work is the best gift you can give yourself, your family, as well as your organization. And it's really um, putting rituals into your life, being the best person that you can be. And I'd say it's understanding who you are is key to that because often you hear people say you need to be this way or you um you need, it shouldn't be this way, you shouldn't be that way, but they're not telling you the how of what to do, or they're telling you the how and saying it must be this way. And so what we provide our clients is a solution that everyone is different and you, everyone needs to find who they are on that individual basis. And so it's providing um, self-assessment tools. And so by me being that chief wellness officer, I've been able to, um, really put these solutions together. And that was by work with uh, the universities we do, as well as the clients we work with, so that they can have quizzes and they can have self-assessments for each individual to really find out who they are. Okay, Kim, then give me <laughs> one tool that you can, you know, can you share one tool uh, so that myself, our listeners, everyone can use it? Just one tool. 
Yeah, I was thinking um, I'm happy to give the listeners some resources after as well that they can um, go to as well if they're interested. So one that I can think of off the top of my mind is the mind, mindfulness or sorry, the mindset assessment. And that really will give you a picture of where you are today in terms of um, do you have a positive mindset? Perhaps are you on a more negative mindset? So I'll give the listeners um, that assessment after the call. Um, but one thing that we do that is so important from executives to young adults is a bre- like just breathing exercises. So if the day is getting too stressful and you're finding that your heart rate is elevated, it just helps to take three deep breaths. In it, this could be while you're in a boardroom, while you're in an exam, and you're just feeling like life is getting to you. Take three deep breaths and just be mindful of your breathing. That will help you tremendously. Another one is we often think what when we work for a company, someone will say, What are those, what are the 10 differentiators of your company's service or product? Are you able to articulate those um, 10 differentiators? And when you ask people that, um, nine times out of 10, they can they can give you the 10 differentiators of their product or service. But if you ask someone their 10 strengths of themselves, what are your 10 key strengths? Not many people can give you those 10 key strengths of themselves. So I think it's very important that we understand what are our own personal strengths? Who do we believe we are and who do we want ourselves to be? And that's really important to lock that down, to write that down for yourself and to know who you are, not just to know your 10 key differentiators from a product or service standpoint. That's so true, Kim. It's mm. very easy for us to talk about a product and you know rattle off the features, isn't it? But as soon as you reflect and reflect upon yourself, it becomes very difficult. And uh, taking that deep breath, it is difficult. Mm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, depending on the situation, yeah. That's true. It is very difficult. And, you know, staying calm. The next question for you is, I know you guys did a very big research. Can you highlight some key pointers from that research? Yeah, so some of the research that we've done um, just recently, and this is actually from the Productivity Commission, from Australia's Productivity Commission, but what was really interesting was even with all of those technology advances that you talk about, Anju, Australia is at the lowest productivity level that they've been in 20 years. And so digging into those numbers, it's saying that 89% of that is because of presenteeism. So there's individuals that are at work, they're um, engaged in activities, but they're just not there. So they're just not in the frame of mind to be working on that, to be engaged. It's basically disengagement. So people just are not engaged in the work that they're doing. And this was really interesting for us because everything we do is about being engaged, getting yourself involved, um, understanding who you are to then apply yourself to your job. So that was that was really interesting. And I'll be honest, Anju, a lot of public research comes out and it just furthers ourselves and what we do. So that that really helps us to not have to do so much research on our own and um, just to understand what's happening. And obviously COVID-19 has made it so very difficult for a lot of people. It's locked people down. It's not provided them with perhaps the social network that they um, that they had in the office or otherwise. And so we're really helping our clients understand how can people remain engaged? How can they 
um, really feel connected in this um, isolated environment. And it's it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. But um, I think we're going to be able to see improvements very soon. Thank you so much, Kim. It's been a great uh, session today. And I'm sure you're going to give me as well as our listeners some resources to go to. Uh, it has been wonderful having this chat and I'm sure we're going to meet up again. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much. I hope you found this session useful. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access and I'm your host, Andrew Dialvis. Thank you.